Telling the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. And I'm super excited because I have Everett Jafet Calderon here in the house, who's a credit specialist. And uh, Everett, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so for those that don't know Everett, he's a you know young, first-generation Salvadorian entrepreneur who kind of went through the struggles of in life and business, just like every other, every other entrepreneur, and has built a pretty successful credit business. Um, and, but obviously that didn't, you know, that didn't happen overnight. Right. Yeah. Uh, not at all. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself ever. Tell me about like, I know you we were talking a little bit before the show, how, you know, you watch things on social media. I wasn't sure what you wanted to do, but you knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. So tell me about your story. You know, how did you become who you are right now? Um, really started when I was after high school, uh, I was going to college and then obviously it was more so for my parents kind of just fulfilling that dream for them. And then I was going and I was like, you know, what? I don't think this is it for me. Like, I'm not I'm not getting the fulfillment from it. So I was going two, three semesters and then I took a chemistry class. And I mean, chemistry is kind of hard. So I ended up passing the class with the 70.1. So <laughs> nice. I barely passed it. And then like, I was just talking about my sister with the other day. I ended up when I dropped out, I dropped out with a 0.67 GPA. Oh, wow. So then I was like, you know what, mom? Like, nah, like this isn't it. Like, I got to go do my own thing. And it's funny because, like, I was just talking with my dad the other day. He's like, you know, it kind of all worked out in the end. So uh, when I was going to college, I was just looking on Instagram. And then, obviously, you see everybody on Instagram, the Lamborghinis, the private jets, traveling and everything. And yeah. it kind of gets you interested. Like, well, how are they doing it? Because for us, it's, you know, you go to college, get a good job, retire 65 or whatever it may be. Right. But these guys are doing it, like, in their 30s. Yeah. I don't know. There's something off. So, um. My whole journey started with real estate. Okay. So wholesaling. That was like the big thing in 2016. Everybody was pushing wholesaling. Right. So got a course and did everything. Went to Arizona for like a mastermind. And it was cool. Like I was able to be around different individuals and really like expand my mindset as far as like, oh, this is really possible for anybody who's willing to do the work. Right. And like that's the key work. Like the key word, like willing to do the work. For sure. You know, everybody thinks it's just, let me make a story and everything's just going to happen overnight. Right. So that was probably summer 26, uh, summer 2015 leading up to beginning of 2016. So I was like 18 turned 19 that summer. And then, yeah, like, I mean, I was doing marketing. I was running around town, going into abandoned homes, you know, ran into some squatters and everything. So yeah. it was a, it was a struggle that ended up failing just cause I ended up running out of money. So I couldn't fund that business. Mm. And then I was like, okay, well, what, what do I got to do next? So then, January, I ended up going to uh, like a small meetup. And then from there, I was like into social media marketing. So I was like, okay, well, I can market a business. Yeah. And yeah, like it ended up, it was just like a random Wednesday night. I ended up going to LA, went to that meetup, and I ended up getting a client. So I got nice. a client. So it was a thousand bucks a month, you know, do the social media work. So it was cool, you know, like I was getting some money. So I was like, okay, I can actually do this. Yep. So it kind of gave me that self belief. Then from there, probably six, seven months. I almost got bored of it in a way. Mm. So, and then I wasn't able to scale it for some reason. Like it, something just wasn't working out. Yeah. So I knew it was a meat issue. 
Mm-hmm. So I, had, I gotta fix it somehow. Right. And then from there, we just kind of went to drop shipping. That mm-hmm. was a big thing. Ecom, ecom was cool. I I made pretty good money. Like I was making five three five hundred bucks a day, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, it's sustainable. But then after a while, like I wasn't able to scale. Mm. So then I'm like, okay, well, it's another me issue, you know. Right. So how do I figure this out? And but this whole time, like my now business partner. Um, he's always been my, my mentor to me. So, mm. you know, he's always been kind of behind my bike, my back, just helping me out with things. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just kind of go back to corporate world. Mm-hmm. So I was working at Nestle. I was in the research and development department. Okay. I had no idea how I got there. But, I mean, interview, I was just like, you know, I got experience. I'm going to do this. So I was like 20, 21 working there, which is pretty cool. I ended up uh, making a ice cream packaging for a product that came out in China. Oh, so nice. I was like, all right, cool. Like it's pretty, pretty decent. So we're 2018 now. And then I'm like, all right, well, real estate, I always wanted to do it. And then my business partner, he had the credit business and I was like, all right, well maybe I can do this. So quit my job, just cold. And then I was like, right, let's go do the credit. So I was going door knocking around everywhere. Like I was trying to push the credit business. And yeah. Nothing again. And I was like, dude, really? Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then 2018, end of it, kind of like a dark year for me, mm-hmm. like mentally, a lot of blockages and everything, mm-hmm. a lot of some personal issues going on. So I was just with my friends and I was like, you know what, like, let's just do something. So we started doing YouTube, just messing around. YouTube was here and there. Unfortunately, like because of copyright issues, we weren't able to make all that money. Mm. If not, it would have been a pretty nice, pretty nice payout. Yeah. But you live and you learn. Right. And then, but at this time, like, I had no other income coming in. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, so I only know how to work, right? I was like, let me just start from the bottom. So I went to go get a job at a grocery store. So I was pushing carts. All my homies would come and say, hey, like, you shouldn't be here. Like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you, you got to do more. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but, like, I got to start off back on my feet somehow. So did that for three months exactly. And then after that, we went on YouTube for three months. We had a pretty good summer. But, again, it wasn't sustainable. I was like, dude, what am I doing? Like, there's something, like, not working. Is it me or, like, what's going on? And then I went to work at a gym. So I was working at the gym, end of 2019. And then that really helped me out a lot. I think that's, like, my transition period. Okay. Then when I was able to talk to more people, my social skills went up the roof. Mm-hmm. I was selling a lot more. So everything just kind of, everything that I've been working and studying for the last few years kind of all bundled together right. at the gym. But at the same time, it was like, okay, I'm doing all this, but obviously, like, the income could be a lot higher. And then, honestly, the pandemic's probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. Wow. Like, I was there, and then, uh, like, at home, and I was like, hey, like, I'm just at home. Like, I'm not being fulfilled. There's no fulfillment to it. Yeah. So then, went to my mentor, business partner. I was like, you know what? Like, it's time. Like, let's just let's just go all in. I was like, the world, I don't know what's going to happen with the world right now, but right. we might as well just go all in and see what happens. Yeah. So 2020, summer 2020, that's when we went in. And then I just full throttle. Like, I didn't look back. And then now looking back on everything else, I think I would have had a success, but I just need to get over that hump. Yeah. You know, so now, now it's just, I mean, we're in a great position now. So now it's only, we're just trying to get to the next level. That's cool. And you know what's interesting is that from your story, there's a couple of things that I got from it. One is like, you're, you're like an action taker. Yeah. Like you're, you're not scared to get your boots dirty and get, you know, you know, get things started. Right. Kind of like that, that, that takeoff for the airplane. Right. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy, but then once you have some energy, like you probably, you know, you're not sure how to like keep the flight going. 
Yeah. And it's yeah, like, exactly. you almost need like that co-pilot, like, Hey, just, you know, keep, keep, stay on track, right? Stay on track. Like you're doing good and stuff. And like, Hey, this is the stuff that you need, the foundation to scale, right? Cause it, it, in real estate, you weren't able to scale it. Same thing with, you know, everything else you did, you know, your e-commerce, you got a couple, you know, a couple hundred bucks coming in every day. But then it's like, oh man, how'd I get to scale? When really it was like the gym, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm missing people skills. I'm missing X, Y, Z. And then you finally say, you know what? I'm going to go all in. And when you went all in, it's like when things took off. And I think that's important for people because, you know, it's very easy to get distracted. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, as, you know, on social media, right? Like you said, you saw like the private jets. You know, you saw the lifestyle. And then you're like, oh man, maybe... Maybe if I did uh, e-commerce, I could be successful, right? And then you're like, oh, you know what? Real estate didn't work. And then after, you're like, man, e-commerce doesn't work. Let me try something else, right? And it's the same thing that's happening now with NFTs and with, you know, cryptocurrency and stuff. It's very easy to get distracted. But at least in my experience, like the most success I've ever had is when I've just, you know, been focused on what I'm good at. And then I just keep getting better every year. And then I just keep attracting more business. Yeah, I mean, it's that 1% rule, you know, you try to get better 1% each day. I think kind of going back to social media, like I'll have a lot of, I want to say probably 18, 20 year olds who reach out to me, you know, they're like, oh, uh, how do I get to, you know, where you're at or what I got to do? And I just tell them like, just stop looking at social media. Mm-hmm. Like I use it as a tool. Like some people get mad at me sometimes like, oh, well, you know, you didn't respond or anything like that. But it's like, I go on there, do my business and I'm out. Yeah. Like if it was for me, like I wouldn't be on social. Yeah. You know, I just, I like being low key about it, but obviously I know that's what's going to sell. Right. You know, so um, one of the best books I ever read was Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Mm. And I think it goes to show that in today's age, it's very easy to get satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say you want to start a new business, you make a post about it. You know, you got 10 people hitting you up. Oh, congrats. Right. So you get that dopamine level mm-hmm. and then you feel accomplished already. So now, because you feel accomplished, you don't move on to the next step. Right. So I think that's, like, the biggest thing when it comes to, like, wanting to build something for yourself is kind of hold back from showcasing everything. Right. So you don't get hit with that dopamine level. And then just be your biggest fan. You know, like, there's nobody going to root harder for you than yourself. For sure. And it's pretty interesting that you're saying, like, hey, you know, I don't go on social media. When you're, like, I've seen your Instagram, your TikTok, like, you have, you know, pretty good amount of followers and stuff. And it's, like, um, you know... What I've noticed is like the the actual social media stars actually don't, they're actually just putting content out there. Yeah. They're not really consuming as much content. Yeah. Like I think like I'll probably scroll probably like two or three times. Mm-hmm. After I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm done. Like, yeah. Is there any messages I got to get back to? If not, then all right. For sure. You know, so it's very, it's one of those things like how you use a vehicle too. Right. Yeah. Cause social media is powerful, but um, it's, you got to know how to use it. Yeah. Right. You can use it to consume it. Which is cool too, um, but putting content out there—I mean, that's like you said—it's a tool, and if you use it properly, it can help you just you know blow up your business. And you probably had a little bit of experience with that when you did like you got your first social media client that was yeah. paying you a thousand dollars a month, and you're like, hey, I know how to market, right? And I and I would imagine like with you getting businesses started, right? Maybe not maintaining them, but just to get them started, like that takes marketing. Yeah, it takes marketing effort. So like that kind of came natural to you. But you gotta learn like the business skills, like all right, like what's that next step? Like you're saying, like now that I got that dopamine, like all right, how do I get another dopamine feel? But now with the next step, yeah. So it's like now, how do I keep on scaling? You know, so launching it's, I think 
probably where a lot of people struggle when it comes to launching a business. Right. But I don't know. For me, sometimes it just comes very natural. Right. Launching the business. But that maintaining part, now is that's where the personal brand is very big nowadays. Right. Because nobody wants to buy from a company. They want to buy from you, like who you are, what you stand for, your core beliefs. For sure. You know, so one other thing that I tell everybody too, like I don't, I never hard close anybody. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to buy the product, completely fine. If you don't, that's completely fine as well. Right. You know, but I don't want to leave that sour taste in somebody's mouth. Like, yeah. Oh, this guy hard closed me. Yeah. You know, because image is everything. People yeah. talk one bad thing, you know, business is down the drain. Yeah. And then that's what branding is, is your reputation. Yeah. So, and I think when you have a good personal brand, then like you don't have to do a hard sell. Yeah, not at all. Because you, people already know you. So they just have to be able to make the decision and move forward. Yeah, like one of the things like, I mean, I take pride into is um, obviously like as far as my business goes, there's other infrastructures I could work on to scale it even more. But, you know, day by day, we're trying to get there. But I'll have people who I've contacted probably September. It's what, like seven months down the road now. Mm-hmm. And then they just... They just call me, hey, I'm ready to get started. Nice. And that's with no follow-up, no nothing. That's just them kind of like probably just being on my socials. Right. And just kind of, okay, you know what? I think I think this guy might be true. He might be legit. Right. So that's the biggest thing when people when it comes to social media because, I mean, there's a lot of scamming going on. So, right. people, I mean, people have a right to be kind of weary of who they do business with. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have your guard up. But I think like as you, like you said, people start to consume more content and they're like, oh, man, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. And that builds trust. And then yeah. now it's just like, hey, you know what? I wasn't ready, but now I am. Yeah, and I mean, everybody's going to do it on their own time. Like, I think a lot of, like, when you're first starting up, you just kind of want to force somebody, oh, buy this product, you know? Or sometimes you take it a little personal as why isn't this person, you know, buying my product right. or service, but it's not like that at all. You know, business is business. Yeah. You know, so at that point, it's just something along that that funnel of them buying just wasn't in place. So now you just got to look back at it. And I take everything as a learning experience. For sure. Yeah, I think if you learn from every, if you get feedback, it just helps you get better. Yeah. But what I want to talk about ever, because, you know, a lot of people, you said, you know, a lot of people have a hard time starting businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And like, for me, that was actually one of the hardest things for me because, you know, I, I'm a CPA and I knew how to, I knew my craft, you know, I knew how to do tax returns and, you know, I was getting paid six figures. Like I went the traditional route, I actually got like a good GPA. And I got inspired by not necessarily social media, but I read like entrepreneurial books. Okay. And I started reading like, for example, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I got, I got inspired by that. And that's what led me to like, you know what? I can do my own thing. I can start my own business. But I didn't know how to start a business. Like that was the, like for me, the first year or first two years, it was tough. Yeah. And now that like I'm good at maintaining businesses. Okay. I'm, I'm like the opposite of you. Like yeah. once it's up and running, it's like, oh, dude, it's smooth sailing now. But in the beginning, man, it was hard. So I want to know, like, for you, it actually comes natural. And it was the opposite. Like, maintaining was actually more difficult for you. So tell me, like, your process. Like, let's say you, you know, when you launch your e-commerce business or your, you know, real estate business or your credit agency, like, what are the steps? Like, what goes through your mind and say, all right, let's start this. I'm going to start this business. This is the, you know, A to Z. Um, well, touching on e-com versus what are you going to sell? Who's going to be the buyer? Have it have that in mind. So when I was doing e-com, I was like, okay, I could, let's say I want to sell clothing. Okay, I want to sell clothing, but is it going to be for men or women? Okay. Well, let's say men, right? Mm-hmm. Then from there, you can take it even down a level. Like, okay, well, what type of clothing? A shirt. Okay. Shirt. What's going to be on the shirt? So at that time it was 2016. So it was 
political campaigns going on. Mm. So I was like, let me do a political shirt. So I was selling political shirt. And then it's just how you market it. So I could have run a Facebook ad. But when you have no data in your pixel, you're just going to be throwing money down the drain. Because mm-hmm. it has nowhere to get data from and pick it up. So I was like, oh, how can I do this? So I was like, you know what? There's Instagram pages catered to different niches. So I just started DMing Instagram pages that were in that niche. And I was like, how much for a story shout out? Mm. Be like, oh, 20 bucks, swipe up, link five. I was like, all right, five more. I was like, all right, cool, 25. So I do one page here. As soon as that one is about to end, I set up another one. So I was just doing everything off of Instagram, mm. which is like, I love Instagram, but at the same time, it's like, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, So Instagram is probably one of the biggest things that's helped my businesses. For sure. So that's pretty cool. So like you actually you know, took the time to, because some people like for me, I'm just like, all right, let's get started. But I didn't take the time to analyze like, all right, like, What's the shirt or like, what, what am I selling? First of all, right. Yeah. Clothes. All right. Now that I know, now that it's clothes, what type of clothes? Okay. Shirt. Now what's going to be on the shirt, right? Niching down to that, you know, the niche is so important because it's like, now, you know, who's going to buy that shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's that, like that saying goes, you know, the riches is in the niches. Right. Which is true. Cause once you narrow it down, then you're good to go. Then you just start scaling at that point. Right. So once you found your niche, then you started basically collaborating with other people that already had a social media presence that were in that niche. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like piggy banking, you know, so you're like, well, I don't have a following, but they do. If I give them some money, I'm pretty sure they want to. I mean, everybody wants to earn some money. Right. You know, so let me just use their following and me profit off it on the back end. Right. That's all it was. I mean, that was sustainable for a while, but kind of same thing, like. It was just, it was a personal thing where I was like, why can't I get over it? Mm-hmm. So it's always very important to have a mentor, you know, a biz, like for me, it's like, it's my business partner, mentor, like all in one. So it's pretty cool. Like he's been in the game since 06, mm. you know, he, so he does real estate, home loans and the credit. Oh, nice. So, you know, he went through that whole first like home crash and everything. Mm. So he's been in for a while. So he's always helped me out when it comes to things like that. So now we've been able to sustain it and now we're just trying to make it you know trying to make it big yeah that's cool i think yeah, you, you know once you um you know you launched it you knew that you needed kind of that that partner or that coach or that mentor that to basically kind of like just put things aligned for you that that was huge for me um uh, because you know you can't it's it's very difficult to see where you're failing right yeah. because you just like you have like a tunnel vision almost and it's not until like for example like I'll go home and my wife will be like, oh, you haven't done this and you haven't done that. And I'm like, oh, damn, you're right. And it's very easy to get defensive too. be like, oh, you know, like I don't want to do that. But it's like if they have good intentions, if your coach or your mentor has good intentions, it's like take that in. Yeah. like I mean, it kind of goes like that tough love saying, you know, mm-hmm. like if they're telling you something, you know, listen to it. You, you have that person in your life for a reason. Right. You know, they're not just somebody who just randomly popped up. Mm-hmm. you know they're in your life for a reason i like i'm always open to criticism mm-hmm. you know and then from there like, okay you know what let me analyze it okay maybe they're right you know let me do something a little different right and sure enough i mean they're right right you know so it works so you always be open to criticism like, yeah there's no point in trying to be closed off and thinking you have everything figured out when right you, when you don't yeah i think that's that's key because you know um when people like think they know it all it's like dude those are the ones that know the least yeah they don't have that open mind. And I think that's, that's kind of what was going on with me, too, when I was young. You know, I was like, oh, like, I've seen the YouTube videos. I've read the books. I've done the courses. I know it all. You know, little did I know I didn't know it all. So, <laughs> so 
I mean, now it's just a constant, like, always learning, you know, reading, you know, just seeing who who's ahead of me so I can kind of mimic because success always leaves clues. Right. Yeah, I think that's key because it's like, you know, for me, like, I just started my fitness journey uh, yeah. and I've always worked out, but I didn't really, not until I hired a personal trainer, like I said, success leaves clues. I hired someone that had the physique. Yeah. I ha- hired somebody that had, like, what I wanted and it's like, went to, I hit up the gym for the first time with him and he's like, Hey, this is how you work out. I'm like, dude, I've been doing it wrong all these years. And it's like, you know, success leaves clues. So you got to find that person or that mentor that has the results that you want and then just soak it all in because they got, they have the information, they have the, the mindset, they have the experience, like for you, your partner, you know, it's been in the game since 2006. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it shortens that learning curve. Oh, for sure. You know, and then kind of like, Touching back, like, personal trainer, you know, maybe it might have been just the way your wrists were rotated on a workout. That right. can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. That's the same thing for business. Like, maybe one thing that you say in your sales pitch could change the whole game for you. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's always the minor things that make a big difference. And it's so funny that you say that because, like, sometimes, like, when my coach will point things out, like, even in business, like, when you're saying talking about sales pitch, it's like, dude, if you just said the exact same thing but said it this other way, like they would, you would have closed the deal. Yeah. But because you said it this way, you didn't. Yeah. Like for me, tonality is very big. Yeah. Like that's one. Like I'll, I would say like it's a script, but I mean it's just kind of like what I say. Right. But depending on who I have on the phone, that tonality will always change to accommodate them. Oh, for sure. You know, so you have to be very aware of who's on the other side of the phone or who's in front of you. Yeah. You know how you say it. And, that makes a big difference. How you say it. Oh yeah, how you say it for sure, and then tonality too, right? Like the whether you're speaking soft or raising your voice, right? That's all part of like you know your sales presentation and also just your branding too, right? Yeah. If you're like you know on a post and you're upset and mad, it's like people feel that energy, oh, right? Definitely. But if you're but if you're just like more, hey guys, what's going on? You know, maybe a little bit more sad. They feel that energy. Yeah, people gravitate towards that. Yeah, like, it's easy to read somebody like even through a screen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, and people people are very observant, mm-hmm. you know. So, if they pick up something they're not too fond of, they're not gonna do business with you, right? You know, that's all it takes, for sure. And I think what I've learned too is like in the beginning when I started like putting myself out there, you know, I was very uncomfortable with like you know getting basically having haters like, oh, dude, they're not gonna like my personality. Like now, I'm starting to like see comments on. I just saw one actually before we popped up, like just hating on one of my posts because I had my Corvette and like, Hey, you know, I can help you earn, earn a Corvette yeah. by the amount of tax savings. And it, and then people just, you know, don't you know have, I guess, better things to say. But what I've realized is like, you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm not trying to attract that type, type of person. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, that's how my TikTok is. Like it's all full of, you know, hate comments. So yeah. I find it funny. <laughs> but it's funny because I know at the same time, those comments are going to get me more engagement. Uh, that's funny. So I'll see, you know, positive comments. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, give it a like or whatever. Yeah. But then there's that one person who always has something to say. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me mess with him. <laughs> you know, so I start messing with him. Yeah. Sure enough, like I had him coming back to my page and commenting like for a whole hour. Really? So I was like, bro, thank you. Like, you know, that's the engagement right there that I yeah. wanted. So obviously like you just got to play it at that point. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's funny. That's pretty cool that you're picking, you're, you're actually picking back off that. Yeah, yeah, that as well. And like that's what I tell like everybody, like everybody who like who's with us at the office, you know, like I always do things with intent. 
you know, I don't want to just do something just to do it. Right. Like it has to have a purpose behind it. Like, right. I like being fulfilled. Right. You know, um, I like having a purpose in life. So I'm always like, okay, let me get, how, how do I get the upper hand if somebody's trying to bring me down? Right. You know, so I think one time, like, I woke up and I don't know, this guy just like went to my TikTok, downloaded my video, posted on his TikTok, mm. tagged me in it. And then from there, he's like stitched the video or something. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to his, his Instagram. Posted the video there, tagged me, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, right. You, like, you, I just took like so much time out of your day, like, yeah, all for him just to delete it later. <laughs> so I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know, I'm not the first one to say this. Like, uh-huh. obviously, everybody else is saying that who's in my the f- credit field, you know? Right. You know, just because they didn't sit right with you, like, that's fine. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. So I was like, whatever, man. I mean, you got your views, I guess. Yeah, so, but, but yeah. I, I think what you said is key is like, you know, do everything with intent. Right. Like yeah. if someone's trying to, you know, bring you down, it's like, all right, how can I play with this? Get some engagement. Yeah. While at the same time, you know, still have that upper hand. Yeah. I mean, you just got to have fun with it, too. Yeah. Like a lot of people like kind of like that Corvette comment. Like, I don't know, man, like people, I don't know, they take it too serious sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it's like kind of goes back to marketing, you know. Right. Marketing is just flirting. Yeah. So obviously you don't want to say too much. You don't want to say too little. You just want to say just what's right. Right. You know, so that's kind of how I do my TikTok. So obviously it could rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I don't know if you know, I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, hey, like at the end of the day, like I know my intentions are pure and good. Right. And I can help you. Right. You know, I just have to promote it this way so I can get your attention. Exactly. And that's what marketing is, is getting your attention. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And then I think once people actually follow your page, like you said, eventually they'll see that you have good intentions. Yeah. Right. Because they'll be like, oh man, this guy actually knows what it's, what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'll have, a, I think I had this one comment one time. Like I was doing a brand deal video. So it's a brand deal video. Like I'm doing the video about somebody else's company. Right. Okay. Like reputable company, everything. I have my chains out. And then this person's like, well, you shouldn't film the video with chains. It kind of makes you look scammy. <laughs> I'm like, I've had a chains on since I was a little kid. Like, I'm not going to change my image right. to appease you. Right. You know, so it's just funny. Like, people will find the littlest thing. To yeah. Like, kind of like, well, you know, trying to hate on you. So it's just funny. Yeah. But you gotta take it with a grain of salt. You yeah. Know? And then you got to have tough skin. Right. Like, when it comes to social media, because, I mean, you're obviously you're posting your whole life public. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are gonna always going to have something to say. For sure. It's probably going to be most negative than positive. Yeah. And I think, like you said, just have fun with it, right? Oh, yeah. Just have fun with it. And I think if you have the right mindset, and it's like, dude, you're just helping me out with, with by you posting these negative comments because you're boosting my engagement. And at the end of the day, like, I'm just taking it with a grain of salt anyway. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get take it too serious when they first start off. But you got to have fun with it. For sure. And just, you know... Don't I like for me like if I make myself look like a fool like I'm having fun yeah you know so I take it fun that's why like TikTok's probably probably one of my favorite platforms right now too so yeah. TikTok and Instagram are big right now for sure yeah TikTok is like the new Instagram back you know a few years ago so yeah so kind of the way that I describe it is TikTok is your traffic you know Instagram is more like your authority app. Mm. You know, once you have more followers, people kind of take it a little bit more serious, right? And then your celebrity status would be your YouTube, your YouTube account. Ah, uh, so that's kind of how I see it, right? And kind of holds true because if you think about everybody who's you know kind of a big name, they have a strong YouTube presence. Oh, for sure. You know, so that's something I want to work on. Yeah, you know, this year I always say I'm gonna do it, but I gotta get to it now. Nice, that's cool. So tell me a little bit about. I mean. I'm going to take you a little bit back first because you went, you wanted to basically make your parents proud, right? So you went yeah. to school and then you realized that it wasn't for you. 
Um, and then you kind of ventured off on these different businesses. But now with, you know, this credit agency has been like, you now your focus, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like, you know, how has your journey been now that you're in the credit business? Like, how did you, I mean, you went all in, but tell me a little bit about how you got it from where you started and where you're at now. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, at first it's kind of started like my situation, like, um, when I was going to that college and transitioning into the entrepreneur world, I ended up losing my job. Mm. So I got fired from there, and then obviously I had things that I was paying on, couldn't pay them anymore, went into collections. So that's kind of one of, like, coming back to it, being stubborn, and not wanting to take advice from anybody Mm -hmm. when you're young. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just buy it in cash later. Mm. And then you get older and you realize, oh, are you really going to cough up 100000 for, you know, like (laughs) a house, a car, or whatever. Right. You know, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe people were right, maybe I should focus on my credit. Right. So kind of let it... Let it slide and everything, and then I was like, okay, well, I think you really need credit to, you know, kind of make it in life. Right. You know? So, but kind of, it goes back to me wanting to educate people more so than actually trying to help people, like, with the credit repair process, if that mm, makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. You know, so I just want to be able to educate. When I was younger, all I heard my parents is, oh, just buy it on a credit card to pay back later. Mm-hmm. Seems like a, you know pretty solid advice right. when, you, when you're young so <laughs> but you don't realize oh you know there's credit utilization there's payment history then there's the interest you know so mm. i was like okay well how to start it so then i just became obsessed with it mm. so i just started reading books you know and then i realized everybody who's doing all these things on social media they're utilizing credit they're leveraging credit right I'm like that makes sense now mm-hmm. you know so at first when we first started off um we were, uh, the business model was completely different. So we were doing a uh, per account. We were charging per account. Okay. You know, we had a cap. We wouldn't charge people more than 10 accounts. Okay. Even if they had 20 accounts that they had to work on, we wouldn't charge them the full 20. Just to be reasonable with people. Mm-hmm. We, we don't feel people should be punished for maybe an event that happened in their life mm. or the lack of, you know, the proper choices when it comes to using your credit. Right. So we felt like we were being reasonable. Right. And then from there, that was cool, but it wasn't sustainable because we would have to frequently have people coming in every single month in order to make revenue. Mm. Let's say we make five thousand one month, and then we go back to we start the next month at zero. Right. So from a business standpoint, it doesn't make any sense because at that point it's working the job because you're like, oh well, I gotta hustle even more. Right. So I was like, you know what? Okay, this is cool, but like. We, we got to take the risk. Like, let's go to a subscription-based model. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much went cold turkey on the per accounts and then started subscription model. Obviously, it was a struggle to build up. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 10 clients the first month. Mm. Okay. And then at this point, we were doing Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, this is working, but it's not working. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it. Like, I've always said, like, I wanted to be big on social. So I just put my face out there. Nice. And then that's what started slowly drawing attention. People saw I was getting other people results. Mm-hmm. I was educating them on how to use credit cards, what what they should and they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And it just started becoming more interesting. Mm. And then sure enough, that subscription-based model keeps, you know, it's like keeps the business running. Right. And then you start scaling and scaling and scaling. Right. So I want to say we, scri- we switched over subscription model to like around April of 2021. Right. Um. And then it was a slow buildup from April to September. Mm-hmm. Super slow buildup. Then September 
it was like a random Saturday night. I was bored. I was like, let me just go to the office. I'm going to film some TikToks. Yeah. Little did I know, next morning when I wake up, that video was going to go viral. <laughs> nice. So it went like 1.8 million views. Wow. And it just went insane. So then that whole month, we had over like 600 appointments. Wow. And then that carried on over to the next month and the next month. So we ended up 2021 pretty strong. Nice. And then after that, I mean, it was just, we're doing the right thing for people. Yeah. And when you're doing right by people, it's like the universe knows, you know? So it's like, I don't like, you know, screwing everybody, anybody over. You know, I, I'm big on like what you put out, you get. Right. You get back. So we were helping people, people saw it, and then that's what helped build the business. And then just doing that same model just helps us keep on growing. Cool. I have a couple questions for you. Like the first thing, you know, the subscription based model, that's huge because yeah. like everyone's doing it, even like Disney, for example. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I'd go out there and like my mom would go buy me a Disney movie, right? 20 bucks, whatever it was. But now it's Disney plus $7 a month, right? And all you got all the movies on there, but they're, they're getting paid every single month regardless. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's the, it's the new model and I think it's the way that you can, like you said, um, succeed. So that's cool that you guys did that shift before you went viral. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, that would have been not good. <laughs> so, you know, so and then at the same time we keep it fair priced, you know, that way clients, you know, they're not coming out like, Oh, well, I gotta come super out of pocket for it. Right. You no, know, we want to be fair to everybody. We know how it is. We've been in those shoes before where you have those financial struggles. So we, we, we really want to be like, the company, the one that, you know, helps you get back on track without feeling like you got to break the bank. For sure. You know, so I have a client, I uh, probably started working with us in November, you know, had a bankruptcy, everything, like the whole, everything was bad on there, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have faith in you. I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, just last week, he sent me a picture. He got a brand new Jeep. Nice. 50,000 approval. Nice. I was like, nice, you know? So it's something that just gives you so much satisfaction. Right. Because that was his goal from the, like, day one. He told me, he's like, Ever, I need you to get me into a new car. I know you can do it. Yeah. I was like, all right, I got you. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, so it's very, it's very fulfilling. Like you said, you know, you, you're looking for that fulfillment, right? Yeah. You know, so, and I think too, when you're in business, um, it's okay to be picky with who you work with. Right. A lot of people want to take on every single person that comes into the door as a client. Right. And I think for your own mental sake. Oh yeah. Sometimes you shouldn't. For sure. You know, so I'll have people who I'm like, I'll, I'll cut clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Like just cause I shouldn't have to carry your burdens onto me. Right. You know, so that, that's a big, big tip. Oh, heck yeah. 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 I mean, I had to learn that the hard way and it's like, dude, it's not even worth the money. Like you're for your own mental sake. Like yeah. you said, it's like, dude, just keep your money. Yeah. You know, so like I'll have people like, oh, well this isn't working. I'm like, Hey, like every credit report is different. Like I'm not guaranteeing you in six months, you'll be good to go. I'll guarantee you that we're going to do what we need to be doing. But at the end of the day, like this is a, you help me, I help you process. Right. You know, so that's where you kind of have to draw that fine line. So be picky with who you work with. For sure. I have a question about your vi virality video. So, cause you said, you know, you was on a Saturday, you kind of just bored, you know, Hey, you want to just go to the office and shoot some TikTok videos. Yeah. And little did you know, next morning you had, you know, over a million views. So what, you know, what's the secret sauce? Cause you didn't even know it was going to be viral. Yeah, no, I didn't know. But then when we started analyzing the video, like, I kind of understood why it went viral. Okay. So, everybody talks about it. It's the hook. Mm -hmm. You know, so on this specific video, I was talking... So, one, it was in Spanish. Mm. So, the video was in Spanish, and then I was talking about getting a car. Mm. You know, so, everybody, when they go to get a car, they just go straight up to dealership, get 20, 30 inquiries, and then, oh, well, I think I got a good deal. 
Mm-hmm. You know, little do they know, they could have gotten a better deal if they went about it differently. Right. So I think I just started off with, if you're wanting to buy a car, this is how you should do it. Mm. In Spanish. And then I went into Spanish, it kind of throws people off. Right. You know, like, why is this kid telling me how to do it? <laughs> you know, so I'll get that a lot. And then, I mean, obviously, like, when I talk in Spanish, I have a very heavy Salvadorian accent. Yeah. So I try to like hide it when it comes when it comes to like TikTok, just so it could be kind of neutral. Yeah. Because that's another thing I've learned. Like a lot of people will not like you just because of a certain way that you talk. Right. So I'm like, let me keep it neutral so I can get a larger audience reach. And then yeah, I mean that went viral. Obviously, some people were like, "Oh, you're a no sabo kid." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Whatever. <laughs> like you know, I'm one like financial hard, words are super hard to say in Spanish, you know. Right. So I was like, whatever. So yeah, that ended up working. And honestly, it was a pretty long video too. I want to say it was like close to a minute. Mm. So for the fact that it went viral for a minute long video, and like it had a pretty big retention time. Nice. So that's all. It, that's really what it was. The hook. Right. Like, and that's kind of what I tell the guys at the office too. Um, when, you know, when you're making your videos, like it comes down to three things. First off, nobody cares who you are. You know, the second is who, like, why should I listen to you? And right. three is what can you do for me? Right. You know, maybe not in that order, but those are the main, like three concepts. Like for one, like, um, kind of when it comes to building up a business too. So now we're doing like a different branch in our business and I got my two, my two friends, business partners, uh, building that division up. So obviously I'm guiding them through it. And then they're filming, oh, hey, you know, this is so-and-so. I'm like, nah, bro, what are you doing? Like, nobody cares who you are. Like, not even to be rude or anything. Yeah. But people's attention span is so short nowadays. Right. If Like, I've never done an introduction video like, hey, this is ever, you know, this is what I can do. Like, it's always been like, hey, you know what? This is what I can do for you. This is how I can help you. And here you go. Right. So keeping it short, sweet, and simple, like, it's always a way to go. For sure. And I think what it reminds me of, it's like, you know, um, kind of the natural species, right? Like, for example, um, animals, like if whenever they're together, right, they're congregated. And then let's say I come and walk towards the birds, like the birds will fly in different directions. Yeah. And that's because it's like every bird for itself. So, you know, in a sense, like we have a natural feeling of like just kind of being like selfish, you know, or, or like, hey, what is it in it for me? Yeah. Right. I don't care about who you are. It's yeah. like, what's in it for me? Why do I, sh- why should I pay attention to you? Yeah. So why is this 15 second, vi- how is this 15 second video going to change my life right. or help me? You know, so that's always something that I'm big on. Like, like I know you want to introduce yourself, be proper and all that. Yeah. But people's retention span is so short. Like, yeah, you shouldn't waste that time when it could be into giving them valuable information. Right. So that one's gone viral. And then I've had a few other ones, and it's really just following the trends on TikTok. Mm. You know, um, some I, I guess I'm, I get pretty creative with it. There'll mm. be certain songs that I'm like, oh, there's no way I can do a video with this regarding credit. Next thing you know, I'm doing a video with credit. <laughs> so it's just about being creative and having fun with it. Right. You know, like TikTok kind of makes it seem like you can have your own little music video when it comes to life. Nice. So that's how I see it. Yeah. That's cool. So following the trends too, that way you know like what you know what's trending right now, type of music, right? And yeah. how can you fit it into your industry? Yeah, it just sounds like um, there was a trend going on a while ago. It was like the City Girl song. Hmm. So people are like, oh, you know, if he calls me or something, whatever. And I was like, how can I switch this? And then I was like, well, everybody loves Hellcats, <laughs> you know. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like you're talking about Hellcats. Well, how are you gonna get a Hellcat? You know, you got like a five eighty credit score paying 20 some percent interest whatever you know yeah so stuff like that just being like being creative with it being I mean, even if it's cheesy right cheesy works yeah you know like 
Then I had another video that went viral earlier this year, like five second video. Oh, nice. So it was just a, uh, it was just that future laugh. It was all sensational. That's, wow. a, that's literally all I said in the video. It was like uh, half a million views. <laughs> you know, and then that generated a lot of business. So yeah, cool. that's awesome. That's cool. And I think what is interesting is that, um, you know, your credit business, like you personally um, kind of were affected by it, right? Yeah. So you're like, at first you're like, oh, I don't need credit, you know? And then it was like, oh, damn, I kind of do need credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, you started learning the ins and outs of it. And then you just use your marketing skills to like, you know, push that, push that all the way up. Yeah. So it's like when I go out, like, you know, flash the credit card. Oh, and nice. It's like, obviously, like. I'm also practice what I preach. Right. You know, so people kind of see that. They're like, oh, well, I kind of like now it's funny. Like I was just talking about my with my business partners. Like it's funny. Like before I wanted to be like, oh, you know, that guy, you know, I want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. And now I am that guy that people say like, oh, I want to <laughs> be like that. So I'm like, it's crazy how it goes full circle, you know? Right. But at the same time, like I just feel like I'm just like, I'm just recording my life at this point. Right. You know, if I go out to eat, like a bill's on me. Let me get my points. Yeah. You know, if I go to a hotel stay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my points. You know. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that, and I mean, it comes back full circle because everybody's like, okay, well, he's actually doing it. Like maybe he's a little bit right. Right. You know. So then people kind of you you build that authority. Right. You, know, you want to be the leader in your field. For sure. For sure. Now, how do you stay consistent? Like you know, for me, that's one of the stuff you know the things that I struggle with in the beginning is like being consistent because there's some people that try to do social media and then they stop. And then they yeah. just try to come back and, and then it's like they stop. So what what's like your kind of routine to like you just do this, you know, on a daily? Uh, mental breaks. Like TikTok is a lot sometimes just because you like honestly, I believe in dopamine levels a lot. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just get too much of it and you get overwhelmed. But like I would say I'm a perfect mix between being an introvert and an extrovert. Mm. So for me, sometimes I get too much. It's just like, okay, like I got to take a break. Yeah. So I don't think I've posted on TikTok for like the last two, three weeks. Mm. Just because I'm like, let me just chill, like kind of slow it down a little bit. Because it's like, it gets to a lot. Like, yeah, you got messages coming in left and right. And then your phone blowing up and it's just like, I just want to breathe, <laughs> you know? So taking those little mental breaks, honestly, they do me wonders. For sure. Uh, then on t- Instagram's a little different. Like I can just post a story, what I'm doing throughout the day. And then just kind of keep people in the loop. Right. But mental breaks for sure. Like, that's what helps me, like, consistent. So then I took this, I actually uh, want to say all of December, I took December off. Mm. Like, I wasn't really posting. Like, I was just traveling, enjoying time with family. Nice. January, probably towards the end, that's when I really started posting again. Mm -hmm. Then I did, like, a good month and a half run. Took another break right now, but I'm going to just get back to it right now. And then I'll probably just go hard for the rest of the year. That's cool. Yeah, I think breaks are key because it can get, you know, just like anything, you know, you're, if you're on a treadmill, like eventually you're going to get tired. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, you got to eventually you're going to switch it up. It's like, you know, what? I got to do weights now. Yeah. And it's it's draining, too. Like, I mean, you're like, like, especially when like us, you know, we don't have a whole media team behind us. We got to be the ones behind the screen. Right. You know, so 100 messages a day. It's like, dang, man, like, it's <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's a blessing. Right. You know, like if you really think about it, like even on a viral video, like if you reach a million people, how long in your life is it going to take you to talk to one million people? Right. Like, I don't even know if it's possible, <laughs> you know, like, it might be, but you'll probably be like 50, 60s. Right. So the fact that we're able to do that in such a short amount of time. Right. Like it's a blessing for sure. And then you have all these people reaching out to you. So nice. That's awesome. Um, and I think another thing to add to that is like also getting out of your environment. 
because like for me, like if I'm in, like, I'm a CPA, right? So I'm always in the office behind a computer screen and it's like, I'm not going to get any creativity. It's going to be very hard for me to get creativity behind a desk. Like I need to go out and be out somewhere that's out of my comfort zone, out of my locate normal environment. And it's like, that's where the creativity like sparks. And like, Oh dude, I I got this idea. I got this idea now. Um, and that, that's what's worked for me, especially when you're in like an office environment. And you know, I would imagine as like a credit agency, like what do you do to kind of spark your creativity? I love traveling and traveling, going out to eat. Um, honestly just doing random things sometimes. Yeah. But traveling for sure. Like once I started traveling, it really opened up my mind to a lot of things. Like I was like, oh, like the world is huge. You yeah. know, like, um, last year around this time, I ended up going back to El Salvador Mm. So it's been like 12 years that I had gone and then I, like going back now, like it was just like, okay, this is, it's cool. You know? So you kind of see everything from a different perspective. Yeah. You take life in the States way more. Like we take it for granted sometimes. Right. So you start to like learn to appreciate things like, you know, people in third world countries, like they have the hustle, mm-hmm. they have the work ethic. It's just lack of resources. Right. Or just the fact that the way that how the country is set up. Right. And then kind of goes back to my parents. Like, I mean, I'm big on doing it for my parents. So it's like the fact that my parents were able to immigrate from El Salvador to here, you know, like if they're able to travel that distance, there's literally no excuse for me not to do anything. For sure. You know, like there's no excuse. Like I have to go hard for my parents and then also for like everybody around me. Like I want to set everybody up to win around me. Yeah, knowing your why, knowing your why is yeah. like, hey, who, who am I doing this for? Like you said, for you as your parents, it's like, man, if they went through that, why can't I just do something big? And I think what was, you know, traveling is, is important, right? Because like you said, it, it, it just almost like humbles you down a little bit. Oh, definitely. You know, you start to realize, oh, well, I kind of have a good in the States, you know, even if you're having a bad day, you know, like you still have a roof to go over roof you know right you still have some access to some food you know yeah so taking those things don't take them lightly right you know even if you know i know like when you're younger you know trying to start like start things up like you might be in a disagreement with your parents but your parents are always right yeah, yeah i hate to say <laughs> it but like my mom's always right you yeah know? so i gotta give it to her for sure yeah like you said you know, just being grateful right like for us for example here at the office we start every morning with the morning huddle and okay. we always start our day with gratitude. Uh, yeah. So we write That's down like thing. three things that we're grateful for because it's really easy to like just take things for granted. And then not until like you, for me, like writing it down to on a piece of paper, it just makes it like so more real. Yeah. It's like the little things. It's like, it's like, damn, you know, I'm, I'm happy for this relationship. Yeah. You know, like the biggest things like I'm big on like big three is God, family and business. You know, those three things, like, those are my staples to life. You know, nice. Like, you know, be, yeah, you be thankful to God, you know, family, and then, you know, do your best in business. For sure. You know, so being grateful is a big part of everything. 100%. Cool, man. Now, if someone wants to, like, you know, um, is interested in either connecting with you or if they want, like, help with credit, like, what's the best way for them to contact you? Instagram, really. Instagram, or if not, you know, going onto our website, making an appointment. You know, either me or one of the specialists at the office will give people a call, kind of see what their situation is, analyze it, and then see how we can help them. For sure, for sure. And what are you excited about, like going forward? Like, what what do you have planned out? Um, you know, looking forward, like looking forward to twenty twenty two and then twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty two, really, just build my brand up even more, personal brand, really. And then twenty twenty three, I want to be at least in the conversation as one of the biggest credit repair. You know, I guess 
people when it comes to the field. If not, um, primarily though, I would want to be one of the biggest names in the Hispanic credit or Hispanic financial community. Nice. So, I mean, I know you're kind of headed there that way, you know, so yeah, you know, kind of want to be there. Cause I mean, there's not a lot of people who look like us right? representing for like our people. Right. You know, even, even if there are like, it's sometimes like a lot of people kind of get too greedy and they'll want to give back to our community. Right. So I'm always, you know, if, even if it's some insta simple Instagram story, that's going to help them, you know, save money on interest or something like that, then I'm all for it. For you know, sure. want to give back. That's, that's exciting, man. Yeah. Cause for me too, I'm like, I'm trying to be like the biggest CPA firm, you know, the biggest CPA for the Hispanic community. Well, anybody in general, but specifically the yeah. Hispanics, um, and like I, I, I was telling this story to my, my account executive. I was like, you know, Donald Trump, you know, his CPA, he only paid 750 bucks in taxes and he made like millions or billions of dollars. Right. So why can't a Hispanic, let's say they, they're crushing it in business. Right. Why can't they have access to a CPA like the one that Trump has? Yeah, I could have used it. Well, I want. <laughs> well, I want that to be me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. like I'm gonna be the the uh, you know Donald Trump's the Hispanic version of Donald Trump's CPA. Yeah, right. Like everything's everything that we want to do has already been done before. It just hasn't been done for the Hispanics by Hispanics. For sure. Yeah, and I think whenever like like you said, not a lot of people have our you know our faces or just you know, and there's not a not a lot of people who do that. Um, especially what I've seen, like the Hispanic community, like they work hard, right? But yeah. they didn't have the the resources, like you were saying, or they didn't have the tools to, to be able, or the education. And now the the younger generation does have that, so it's like the the Latino community, the Hispanic community now is starting to step up their game, which is awesome. Yeah, like I mean, it's great to see it. You know, like I'll have you know, like younger younger guys reach out to me, like hey, you know, like like the, you know, thank you, like you know, I never had anybody like, teach me about credit, you know, how to use it, so. I mean, just being that bigger example, you know, kind of like a big brother to them. For sure. So it works out. That's awesome, man. Uh, so for my listeners that are listening to you, um, Instagram handle is ever uh, T Jafet. And then TikTok is at credit Sherby. Um, so those are both of your handles right there. But I'm sure they probably don't even have to look it up just because of your virality. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully. So <laughs> we're trying to go more viral this year. So we'll see how it goes. For sure, man. Thanks for being on the show, Everett. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you.